0: When it comes to forensics, how can you ensure that you don't spoil the data that you're saving? Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. It's my pleasure to be talking about forensics today with Sarah Thompson. She's Senior Product Manager, with approved. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Tom.
0: Sarah, there's so much to discuss here, but in terms of forensics and e-discovery, What do you see as at least some of the new demands on organizations today?
1: Well, I think there are two major areas that we'd like to talk about today. And, of course, the the biggest one is that there's more data than ever before, and I think we all know that. The uh, growth of data is exponential. We have more data sources. We're storing data in more places. People are creating more data And so when it comes from a legal perspective, we have to deal with all of this, these large amounts of data, which we never had to before. The second area is really that in terms of forensics, there was a certain amount of leniency in the past that courts allowed corporations, uh, if they were ignorant of perhaps the forensic processes or if they're outside counsel or litigation support providers, Perhaps did not uh, follow the the steps necessary to provide a forensically sound um, collection, and they are becoming less and less tolerant of of these types of situations. If we look, you know, start looking at the actual uh, first issue, why is there more data? So we said that there's more sources. What that means is that we no longer just have a computer; we have our smartphones, we have data in Box, in Dropbox. We have data in Yahoo. You know, all our data is all over the place. So all these different sources are where we're going to have to think about as a legal department about where we need to get data from. Secondly, our employees are no longer in office all the time or on network. Often we have roaming salespeople. We have home-based employees. So we really need to try and be able to collect our data in a forensically sound manner when the the, the actual devices are not physically present. Finally, we also have the issues of this whole bring your own device concept that's actually happening with a lot of corporations. So it's not just everybody's got a PC and they're all run, running Windows 8 that we have to think about. Somebody may be running a Mac, somebody may be running Windows 8, somebody running Windows 10. So we really have to be, you know, very flexible when it comes to collecting that data from these sources. So the second issue we mentioned was the tolerance from the courts. Really, the onus is now on the corporation to take responsibility of their legal processes. They really need to, regardless of if there is an issue, they really need to, you know, take ownership of that. And so it's really difficult for these corporations to do so when they're not actually performing the collections themselves. So organizations really need to look at new tools and new practices in order to manage risk and cost more effectively.
0: Sarah, that's a great overview. You gave us a good look at the landscape today. Given everything you've told us, where do you see organizations often tripping up when they attempt to anticipate or meet the demands upon them for forensics and for e discovery?
1: Again, there are two areas, and they're they're actually they kind of are um, very strange because you know one the first one is that there's this collect everything mentality. Oh. You know, this uh, this is a departing employee. I'm going to take Frank's computer and I'm going to image it until I have it in case I need it. So we're grabbing absolutely everything. And we know that as we're actually collecting it that this is there's way too much data on that computer and there's so much that we don't need. At least 40% of that data is what we consider to be non-discoverable. So that would be things like system files or duplicates of data. You know, So really making for a very costly, ineffective, and risky process. And when you collect everything, what that also means is that everything that you collect is now subject to discovery. And so we really need to be smarter about what it is that we're collecting, making sure that we're complying with regulations and expectations, but not necessarily grabbing all of it. What by by making these smarter decisions, that means less data makes its way to the expensive processing and legal review phases, where 70% of the costs reside, and of course you're at less risk to be having to produce data you may not necessarily want to. Now conversely, the other problem is exactly the opposite. Um, people are collecting too little. So some people feel like, oh well, I will I need to find a set of data that has these keywords in it. Uh, we get that question a lot. I want to run these keyword searches that my attorney has provided, my insight counsel has provided to me or my inside counsel, and uh, that's what I want to collect. So before they collect, they run these searches, and they only get a subset of the data. Well, as any attorney can tell you, keywords change of the life cycle of a matter. So if you apply these keywords in the early stages of collection, the majority of time you'll need to go back to the custodian and recollect. And this can waste time and money, and often the custodian can be unavailable at that time. So they're very arduous as well. To find that needle in the haystack, all data must be indexed and in search, which often requires large IT infrastructure, which are expensive and complicated to use. Um, our recommendation is to get rid of what you don't need at the time of collection and apply filters like, say, a responsive date period, Do something we call denisting, which is getting rid of all system files, and deduplicate. But don't do a keyword search, and that way you're only getting what you need, but nothing less, so you don't need to go back and recollect. Any keyword searching can be performed at the time of early case assessment, and so you can say, run, you know, you can go back and run those keywords at any time as the keyword list grows.
0: So I want to ask you a, l- a little bit about Zaproved in a minute. Before I do that, I want to ask you about the traditional tools that organizations have been using to preserve data. What's wrong with some of those tools and approaches?
1: Typically, there's three approaches. There's, you know, let's outsource everything. So we're going to outsource our collections. We'll have a third-party perform them. The second one, it would be sub-collection. And the third one would be um, implementing an enterprise uh, tool internally. Okay, so if we look at each one of them, outsourcing the the issue of collections is, is, can be very attractive because you don't you're you, you know you have the feeling that you're outsourcing risk. You know you don't really need to know how it, how any of the tools work. You don't need to have any certifications or training. There's no software or IT purchase. It's very simple to do, but unfortunately, you know you're putting your trust into a third party and. That trust is not always merited. It can put you at risk, but more importantly, it's extremely costly. So it's not something that you can really um, support for long term. The second method that people implement is uh, can implement is called self-collection, and that is um, you know asking your custodian to send you the a particular folder or a group of files or a set of emails. Um, you know you can send them through Box or you could. Email them to, to inside counsel. When well, you end up getting the actual data, but what you don't get is a, de- what is a defensible process. So essentially the custodians have spoiled the data. They have changed the file and system metadata. So the last modified date is now the date of copy, not the date that it actually was modified. So there's two issues there that that could be thrown out of court by a judge if it's ever challenged or if it ever does go to court. You know, secondly, that data that you've just lost, essentially, could have been um, very important to your case to prove that, you know, a document was modified on a particular date. So self-collection is extremely risky, though inexpensive. So we definitely don't want to do that. And finally, there's the uh, enterprise tools that some corporations uh, implement. And so, uh, these enterprise tools are, you know, they're very good tools. However, they come with a very big price tag. So only larger corporations can afford to to implement these types of tools. Not only is the software expensive, but the infrastructure to implement the software is is very expensive to um, stand up and maintain. Um, You have to think of not just the actual physical boxes or virtual boxes that you're setting up in your infrastructure. You have to think of all the people in IT that have to support them and the updates and the upgrades and all this that good stuff. So very large IT footprint um, that's in your internal network. And it still doesn't answer the question about, well, how do I get my sources that are in the cloud, like my Box and Dropbox accounts, or how do I get my remote employees if that are off-network? Those enterprise tools are exclusively for network data. So that's what the traditional tool uh, landscape looks like in a nutshell.
0: Okay, Sarah, so flip side of that. Tell us about the Zapproved difference, please. What do you different, do differently?
1: We like to think that we're very different. We provide a SaaS solution to these problems. So we provide a SaaS solution that allows you to form legal holds and, and collect and preserve data um, to the cloud. So what does this mean? Assess, we hear this a lot, software as a service. Why is it so different? It means that you have the same abilities you would have with an enterprise tool to collect data on your network, but you also have the ability to collect from remote computers without actually having to stand up any expensive infrastructure to implement any software. It's accessible from anywhere, anytime, uh, without any IT burden. And so that's pretty fantastic, you know, the ability that you can just log in to a website essentially and go ahead and start collecting data and not have to worry about that whole IT support. So it's much more cost effective. Also, because we're a SaaS solution, we're extremely scalable. And internally at a corporation, if you've implemented an enterprise tool, you're building for a certain um, scale. So if a very large matter comes along, you may not have built to that scale because you're not going to build your infrastructure for the largest matter. You'll build for somewhere in between. And so that's a big challenge for these corporations. Our cloud infrastructure uh, utilizes the power of the cloud and auto scales to meet any demand that's that's asked of it. And because of that, we're extremely fast. Again, by using that power of the cloud to answer and uh, the demands of the corporations, we can scale servers up within seconds. So the fast solution is is really great. Um, so basically cost-effective, scalable, fast. The second big factor that I think that differentiates us is that we're very easy to use. Many other products that are out in the market today require that you are certified, um, As a computer examiner or in forensics. And it's a very, they're very complicated and difficult tools to use. Although they're wonderful, they are very difficult to use. Well, what we do is we provide a very simple platform that allows IT to create defensible and forensically sound collections without knowing the law and allows the legal department to collect without being an expert in IT. Thirdly, because of our cloud footprint, we have the ability, the unique ability to offer predictable pricing we can offer what no one else can from an installed perspective. Our pricing is much more affordable than any other installed implementation out there.
0: Sarah, maybe you can take a minute and give us some examples of some specific ways you've helped some of your customers.
1: Sure. We've given our corporations the ability to pretty much own their collections process and, and collect from anyone, anywhere. They can do so quickly, affordably. We've allowed them to... Uh, reduce risk because they're not performing self-collections. A lot of our corporations, you know, because of the price tag of those installed applications or or outsourcing, were actually performing these risky self-collections in the past. Now they don't have to. They can use our platform to do so and have these defensible collections. They don't need to, even when they did have those uh, installed network uh, enterprise installations, they still had to travel to do these, you know, remote collections. Now they don't have to. They don't have to ship drives out. Um, so they're getting their data um, more cost-effectively, faster, and more easily. We really feel that offering easy-to-use, affordable, and therefore accessible e-discovery tools promotes a more just and equitable legal system, It's not a society as a whole. Now everybody can actually access the tools and be on the same level.
0: Sarah, final question for you. You recently published a white paper entitled The Five Habits of Highly Effective Data Collections. What are a couple of the top takeaways you can share with me?
1: Sure. We feel that law departments are at a critical junction in their collection habits, and maintaining the status quo is no longer an option. So this white paper looks at what forward thinking law departments are doing to moving away from that whole collect everything strategy or the collect by keyword model and, and looking at new technology and be- best practices in order to shrink their collection while still getting their, you know, everything that they need so they don't have to go back and recollect. Tools like the Data Collect Pro allows corporations to own this process without the large IT infrastructure expense and headache with a great, you know, return on investment. And that white paper just gives some great tips on um, how to think about collections and how to really filter the data in the the most effective way possible.
0: Well, Sarah, that's great insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. The topic has been forensics and e-discovery. I've been talking with Sarah Thompson. She's a senior product manager. Was approved. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field.